You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. Yes, and you. Thank you for accepting an invitation to come to Christmas Eve and to celebrate us. Merry, Merry Christmas. I tell you, I I do love Christmas. Now, there's some things about it that exhaust me. You feeling it? Yeah. But I do. I do love Christmas. I I love what it stands for. I I love what it reminds us of. And I, I love what we get to celebrate. You see, we have a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ, the Lord. Merry Christmas. When I'm involved in my personal Bible reading and reflection time, uh, here, here lately, I've been using some three questions. They're, they're great questions, and um, you might want to write these down. In fact, I have written them down right inside the cover of my Bible. Just three great questions. And uh, the, here are the questions. The first question is, what does this passage reveal about him and his will? What does this passage reveal about the Lord and his will? That's a great question. You see, every Bible passage reveals to us something about him. Uh, It's a good question. The second question I like to ask myself is, what is unveiled about me and my life? What is unveiled about me and my life? You see, I, I ask this question because it forces me to take this personally. What's unveiled about me. The third question I like to ask is, uh, what do I need to do to close the gap? What do I need to do to close the gap? Because if I'm comparing myself with the will of God and the person of God, there seems to always be a gap. And living by faith always does something. Living living by faith always is making a move. Uh, Living by faith is always taking a next step. And I like to ask, what is that from this passage? I thought what we would do tonight is apply this strategy uh, to a couple of Christmas passages uh, that would make up our Christmas Eve service. And I have to tell you that my own preparation for my own soul in order to celebrate Christmas um, this year, I ran into two Bible passages that just captured my heart. Uh, And I thought I would share those with you tonight uh, for Christmas Eve. The first one comes from Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, We're just going to read verses 10 and 11. Two verses, 10 and 11. Isaiah 43, 10 and 11. Just listen to this. Isaiah, the old prophet, he writes this. Way back in the clean pages of your Bible, right? Isaiah writes, You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. That you would understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. 
I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me, there is no Savior. Isaiah chapter 43. Now, I think it's good to know that Isaiah chapter 43 was written 700 plus years before the Savior would actually come. This was written 700 plus years before. This is 700 B.C. 700 years before, um, but there's a hint, and all through the Old Testament, there's a hint, there's a, there would be a Messiah. A Savior's coming. A Savior for you is coming. 700 years, Isaiah writes that. I looked at that and I'm like, okay, so what is, re- what is revealed about him and his will? And really, it's all about his identity. In that passage, he said, hey, I want you to understand, I am he. I am the Lord. I am the Lord your God. I am, right? And then he says, there are no other gods. There are none before me or after me. I am he. And then he says, and without me, there is no savior. And something else is revealed about him is, is simply this, is that he chooses. That he chooses and he loves and he reveals and he communicates and he commissions and he forgives and he saves. He's active. Well, I got to that passage and I asked the second question, well, what's unveiled about me? What in here, you know, what is unveiled about me? And at first, I tell you, I'm tempted to read something like that that was written 700 years uh, before, you know, Jesus, he actually came in the world. Um, I'm thinking, you know, that was written for them. That was written for the Old Testament people. That was written for the people, you know, 700 years before the first Christmas. But then I realized, no, this too is for me. The only reason it was recorded was for me. And, And it's all about my identity. And my purpose and my mission. And Jesus, even in this text, is saying, I chose you. I want you. I want you to be my servant. I want you to worship me. I want you to serve me. I want you to represent me, especially in Christmas Eve. So I asked the third question. What do I need to do to close the gap? And I, and I just concluded that maybe I just need to rest in. Maybe I need to know and to understand and just rest in the fact that he wants me to know him. He wants me to trust him. He wants me to understand him. He wants me to worship him. And I just need to rest in the fact he chose me. And he chose you. Now keep in mind, Isaiah chapter 43 was written 700 years before Christ. I, I want to suggest to you BC actually stands for before Christmas. Before Christmas. This was 700 years. And really back then, even when he wrote that, it was just a, it was a promise. It was just a plan for another day. It was just a, a, an idea. It really hadn't happened yet, right? And so the people would hear this and they would, well, they would, well, it was still vague. It was unclear, it hadn't happened yet, but it left them seeking and wondering and uh, hoping. But it was still BC. But a couple weeks ago, again, I ran into Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. 
The second two verses I want to share with you tonight, Luke 2, 10 and 11, simply says this. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So what's, what's revealed about him? Well, he's the Savior. He's the Lord. He's the Messiah. He's the one Isaiah 43 was talking about. This is God with us. What's unveiled about me? Again, I'm tempted to read that and think this was just for the shepherds. But then wait a minute. The, the text says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a people. You're a people. This is for us. This is for us. And, and I realize a Savior has been born for me. And joy is available for me. And I want you to hear again tonight, a Savior has been born for you. And complete joy is available for you. How do we close the gap? Well, my first answer is the only answer really I want us to consider tonight. And that is because of who he is and because what he's done and what he offers, I think we ought to worship him. I think Christmas Eve is designed to be a time to remember him and worship him. We ought to be thanking him and praising him or maybe to use the Christmas lingo that we sang earlier. Tonight is a night to adore him. To adore him. Christmas is designed to be a time to adore him. And tonight we just wanted to give you an opportunity to stop all the craziness around us in this world or preparing for Christmas dinner and just adore him. First, I think you and I ought to adore him for his power. I think you and I ought to adore him for his infinite, omnipotent power. The Bible tells us that he created all things. Without him, nothing was created. There is not a galaxy in this universe that he did not create. Oh, come, let us adore him. My favorite song, we sang it earlier tonight. My favorite song at Christmas is, Oh, come all you faithful. O come, all you faithful. O come, all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. And then the chorus lands, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Secondly, this evening, I, I think we ought to adore him for his victory. His victory over all his enemies. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proved that he was victorious over death, the power of sin, and the devil. And so I think, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come, let us adore him. Amen? Amen. I think you and I ought to adore him because of the forgiveness he offers. Do you realize Jesus came to offer us the forgiveness of every one of our sins, past, present, future? Jesus saves us. He saves us from 
the pull of sin, the power of sin, the penalty of sin, and someday the presence of sin. Hallelujah. Oh, come, let us adore him. I want to suggest you and I ought to adore him because of his word. He he provided and preserved for us his holy word. I think this is our greatest treasure because you and I don't have to wonder. We don't have to guess. We don't have to speculate how, what, when. He tells us. And we can know him and we can know his will. Oh, come, let us adore him. And one more. I I think we ought to adore him because of his spirit. The gift of his spirit. The Bible tells us that when you and I are united with Christ, He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit and His Spirit. The Bible, Jesus tells us that the Spirit is, sometimes it calls Him the advocate or the counselor or the helper. And the Holy Spirit was designed to be in you and I an ever-present help in any situation. We are never alone. Oh, come, let us adore Him. You see, Christmas is a, is a time to adore him. Christmas is designed to be a time to remember him and to worship him, to adore him. And so we wanted to take a time this evening, stopping all the hustle and bustle, to prompt you to adore him. In fact, in just a moment, I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and bow your heart and bow your soul And just in a very personal way, in a very quiet way, in the silence, would you adore Jesus? And I'm just going to allow for a moment of silence, and then I'll break the silence with a a prayer of adoration to our Lord. But would you, at this Christmas, don't you miss this opportunity, would would you bow your head right now? Would you bow your heart? Would you bow your soul? And in the silence, just adore him. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for the opportunity of this gathering in person and online. And Lord, we do not want Christmas to pass without us adoring you. And so we bow our heads, we bow our hearts, we We bow our souls, adoring your power, adoring your victory, your provision, your forgiveness, your salvation, your word, your your spirit. We are so grateful. Thank you for being the Messiah. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for being Lord.
this evening, during this Christmas Eve service, we adore you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.